uh, as I was saying with uh, Christmas, uh, you know, I, I was standing there. Whoo, it's on now. It was mega on. I, I, was, I was stretching before, you know, I was, I was doing some, I thought I'd do some calisthenics because I got such a great word. Well, that's what they were teasing me about. Actually, my back was really tight, so I was stretching before, and they said, man, you must really be going to give it to us today. And I said, well, yeah, but uh, anyway, did we get it figured out? I, I, I do want to uh, take you, uh, just, just challenge you, uh, this time of the, uh, the year is always that time, like I said, of evaluation and and I love the Christmas time. I was, I was, uh, you know, I said I'm, I was ready for regular music. And but, but my thought while we were singing those songs, we could have sang those songs for Christmas, because why? They're about Jesus. Jesus is the reason for the season. We say that all the time, but yet all we would have had to done was just sing Jesus. There's something about that name, or those other songs that were d d d making that statement. And those are as Christmassy as as it gets, uh, in the sense of. Proclaiming what's what it's all really about, but you know, uh, I, I I want us to. Uh, if you got your Bible, you can turn to Ephesians chapter uh, three, and I'm going to be reading out of the Amplified. I didn't tell you that, but uh, we're going to want to put the Amplified translation up there. And I'm using the older Amplified. There's a newer Amplified, and all these Bible translations. I mean, and uh, it's all interesting. But Ephesians chapter three. Uh, I, first of all, though, I, I want to just—I just want to challenge you with with thinking about this year and all that's going gone on in in 2020, and thinking about all the things that are are uh, we've gone through. I, I thought about you know in March when when we shut down, we never really shut down. It was uh, there were some people who didn't have Facebook or didn't have any way to to know what we were doing, and and uh, uh, I. We were up here every Sunday morning, and I was at Cowboy Church every Tuesday night, or we were preaching every Tuesday night. And then uh, starting in Easter, I started doing five days a week every morning at 630 at High Cone Ministries uh, doing a Bible study. And so we've stayed hooked up during this time, but everything has been a challenge. And so along with your life, and many of you are in that same boat with, with all the different challenges and restrictions. And I, and I thought about if a, a, one of the things about uh, uh, 2020, and, and I wrote down, it's a year of limitations and restrictions. When I, when I, I can look back at my notes of what I preached uh, in January of 2019, going into, into or December 19, going into January of 2020, we had no idea of what was about to come. But I can tell you that when that pandemic hit and when, when we were in those times of challenge, the things that I was preaching wasn't anything new. Really, God just, just stirred up within me to hold fast to what we'd already stood on for 18, 19, into 20 and, beyond, and be, before that. You know, it's amazing. I, I, I saw a post of, of somebody had said that um, January 1 at 12.01 is the first time that we can literally say hindsight is 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all get that in a minute. It's a bad joke. I realize that, but you know, but but and and we're glad to have that in our rearview mirror, or we'll be glad to have this this year in our rearview mirror. But if we look at what got us through, and that's my challenge to us, is the things that got us through 2020 
and we're not. It's not over yet. I realize that, but boy, we can see it. We can see 21 coming. We're we're going to be ready to celebrate a new year. But how much is literally going to change in that moment of 1201? Not a whole lot. A lot of you'll be asleep. I like to ring it in with with uh, my my daughter in New York City. That's at 11. <laughs> Or, or sometimes we like to ring it in with the, with the, uh, England, with the, the Great Britain or whatever. I mean, isn't it? And Australia and all that. I mean, they're doing way early because it starts there and, you know, and gets here. And, and, but here's the thing. That day is not as significant as far as what all's happening except what can happen on the inside of us. And the same things that we held fast to. And you know, the, the value that I have in the Word of God, I'm so thankful that I had that as a foundation. Because what, what 2020 produced was it produced uh, challenges that were just another of the battles that we faced all of our lives. Our life isn't, isn't, being Christian doesn't mean you don't have battles, but it simply changes the way you approach those battles because you have something on the inside of you. You have something available to you. You're tapped into a resource that's not limited. It's like Psalms 1, uh, 1 through 3 where it talks about the man who trusts in the Lord and trusts in the Word of God is like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Its leaf doesn't wither. Why? Because it's tapped into a resource that when drought comes, when opposition comes, when issues come, it still has the same, it has a consistent source. Now you say, man, I don't know. Uh, there, there's been a, a, a break in my business, a break in my income, a break in my job in some cases. But you know what? We're still tapped in the same resource. So understand that God who provides in it, when, when things are good and easy, we will also provide when things are difficult. And so we hold fast to that and, and go back to that word, that foundation. If you didn't have that foundation, it's not too late to begin to build that. You know, I know some of you, I've, I've watched some of you grow exponentially in 2020 spiritually. I've watched some of you grow in your, in your amount of time in prayer. I've watched some of you grow in, in, in your understanding of the Word and, and believing God. And, and see, that is exciting. And see, everything that we go through, every challenge, every, every opposition, every, all, those are the times when really, truly, we grow the most. Those are the times whenever, you know, we were talking at, uh, uh, we did our last Christmas last night, uh, final Christmas last night, uh, of 2020. Let me clarify what I'm saying. I don't, I don't want that to be the last Christmas, right? Uh, but it's, it's the, the final of all the gatherings of 2020 for Christmas. And so uh, my kids, we, we got out some old pictures and stuff. And one of the pictures was when I was in, uh, when I was wrestling and as our wrestling team and, you know, when I was a kid. And, and, uh, and so I, I, you know, we brought that out and we were talking about that and we were talking about the disciplines of wrestling. Well, wrestling's unique in that, you know, most, a lot of times there, there's, coaches will say there is, but there's not that much competition for a starting spot. If you get a start, you know, if you kind of work your way into that starting rotation in, in football or in basketball, typically you're going to, you're going to hold that position unless things just really go bad. Okay, somebody else is, you know, you, you may lose some minutes or get in a rotation, whatever. But wrestling every week for that team competition, you had, you, people had an opportunity to challenge you for your spot and you had to win 
at least in, on my wrestling team, the way they did it in Watonga, is we had to win our, our, the right to go to each match every week. And I had two twins that were in my weight class that they both would wrestle me, and I had to beat them both. A lot of the guys only had one guy that even challenged. A lot of the guys, they didn't have anybody challenge them every week because they were that good. Or the people in their class were, they didn't have any competition for their weight class. Now, I will say those guys that, out of the guys that I wrestled with, there was a lot of state champions and a lot of really good guys above me. That's why I pulled weight <laughs> and wrestled lower than, than uh, in a lower weight. But that challenge made me better. I, I mean, I can just tell you, the, the way you got better wrestling was to wrestle some. They would make us wrestle guys that were better than us. The guys that they knew were going to be the starters, we would have to wrestle the guy above us in weight class most of the time. We never got, you, 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 didn't, get, you didn't get better by making it easy. You didn't get better by, 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 by uh, uh, taking the easy route. And so I'm going to say that, that we can look at 2020 as a challenge to us to have an opportunity to grow and get better because there are a lot of things that we faced in, in a flood in 2020 that I pray that we don't face again on, on, a, on, a, on a normal basis. But here's the one thing we know. If we do, we survived. If we do, we came through. You say, yes, you know, some of you came through better. Some of you came through in a tough spot. It doesn't, but in bottom line, you came through, and the, and the opportunity there is to grow. You see, uh, in order to get to the match against the opposing team, I had to fight a battle to have the right to play. Now, I'm not talking about having the right to, but I am talking about the, 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 for us, we, need to, we should relish these times, especially that are behind us, to now say, thank God. Instead of just, I mean, with me, I just, I'm just chalking it up to uh, experience, chalking it up to uh, and finding the value in it so that I can move forward in those things. You see, it was a time of limited, limits and restrictions, and 20 uh, 1201 of 21 doesn't mean, or on January 1, doesn't necessarily mean, poof, everything becomes new. But I'm going to set my expectations that God is going to do something great in 21. I'm going to set my expectations that things are going to be better. Why? Because I serve a God who works that way. It, does that prove, or does that guarantee that the whole world is going to be fixed? Oh, Lord, no, there's a lot of fixing <laughs> in this world. But you know what I can trust is that in the midst of it all, God has a plan, God has a purpose, God has a way, and I'm going to stay in step with Him. And so let's look at a few things uh, about that expectation. And, and I love this out of uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. There's a lot of things in this chapter that I read a lot and study a lot, and, and I've preached a lot. This is not going to be a new scripture to most of you. But out of the Amplified, I want us to read this out of the Amplified. You can look at your Bible, but it, but I'm going to, it adds words in the Amplified, which tries to explain all the different meanings and thought behind those Greek words. That's why the Amplified, it's, the, it's a wordy version. So now it says, Now to him who by in consequence of the act of His power that is at work within us. So it turns it around, puts that at the front of instead of the back of the way it's written in just the regular uh, form. Because it notice, and I want to pause there, because notice what it, it does. It brings, it says, Now to Him, God, who 
by, by in consequence of the action of His power. So it, it says God by the action of His power, the working, in other words, that's what the King James says, the working of His power at the end of the verse. So working of His power, the action of His power that is at work within us. See, something that makes a difference in, and transforms and changes us is that... Uh, is that the work, the, the power of God begins to work inside instead of outside. It's getting awful warm in here. Is it warm in here? Is it warm in here? Whew, I'm hot. It's hot up here. You can turn that heater down. In other words, Ed, you're, you're right there by the thermostat. But by the power working in us. So what I, what I, what I consider, when I look into my next year or, or planning goals and purposes, I'm looking at, God, what do you say concerning these things on the inside of us? What's, it, what's uh, available and at work in me? He says, but notice what it's working within us for is, is in the middle of that verse, is, is able to carry out His purpose. His purpose. See, when I, here's my challenge. When you set your, I challenge you to set goals. Not, not all, how many of you go through and, and set goals for the coming year? Few of you. Some of you are like, I don't like any of that stuff. Now, now listen, I'm not saying to, to do a New Year's resolution. How many of you have ever done a New Year's resolution? And how many of you have not followed through with it? Anybody that says they have done all their New Year's resolutions to a T is probably lying, okay? Uh, I don't like New Year's resolutions. I like to set goals. Why do I not want to do New Year's resolutions? Because about January 5th, I've already forgot them. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some more crunches. I'm going to get this little, this little, this little mu muscles right here tightened up. I'm not going to try to get... i got a six-pack. It's just insulated, right? You know? I'm not trying to get chiseled. I'm not trying to look like I don't need to run around without my shirt on. But I, I but I, I'm a, I'm a, that's that's a goal. I'm going to start walking. I'm going I'm to walk more. I mean, I walk a lot. I mean, I'm pretty active. But I'm going to do some some exercise. Those are good goals. Those are good things. But when I talk about and challenge you to do goals and things, I want you to consider that God, I want your purpose for my life in my in all of my goals. The, the number one goal is for me to grow in the things of God. As a Christian, that ought to be my purpose and my, and my first thing. Because here's what I've learned. God loves me so much and desires for, for me and you. This isn't just for me, but this is the way we ought to think about this. He wants us to succeed. He wants us to achieve. He wants us to have the desires of our heart. You know, I've done vision boards you know, we take the take a take and, and decide. You know, think about what what do I want to achieve. One of the things that I've put on my vision board was a picture of this church and a picture of Jesus ministering. I want to be a master communicator. I'm I'm short of that a lot of times, but communicating the gospel, the love of Jesus, the, the, the Word of God, faith in that Word, how to live, how to take this to work with you, how to put it as help you raise your family, how to be married and, and, and love it. Uh, I mean, all those things. God has the answers to those things. You know, but, but I have to communicate, and I'm not the only source of those things, but that's what I want to do is communicate those things.
I want this church to be strong. I want this church to be uh, uh, productive. It doesn't just have to be full in order to, to be doing the work that it needs to be doing, but I, I want to achieve, I want it to achieve what God desires for it. And so I want it to continue to grow. Those are part of my goal, part of my plan, part of my purpose. Ministry, all the other types of ministry I do, I want to, those are, those are up there. But you know what? I put, I put a couple other things on that vision board. One of them is a big deer. And I had a picture of it. And you know that 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 thing's been up there on our on our where we we've got a vanity with a big mirror and two sinks in my side. You know I can do whatever I want to mostly with my side. Mostly meaning you know Sue still you know arranges it and then I have to rearrange it and my my watch there's there's I, the watch y'all gave me several years ago. I liked it laying right underneath right this in this certain spot and she always moves it and puts it somewhere else. And you notice I always put it back. No, she's organized, she's clean, she's getting it out of the way. I love that about her. That's wonderful. Here's, here's my point on that vision board. I had that picture of that deer, and that, that picture fell down for some reason. It's not stuck. I just cut out a magazine picture of a big deer. But, but I, I can tell you, and you, you, some of you guys who I've shown pictures of, of on my game cameras, that deer, almost identical. I've got pictures of him. I don't need the picture on the vision board anymore. Why? Because it's in my heart. But see, I needed to put that, and that's a, that's a small thing. You say, wow, that's not important. Shouldn't be killed. Well, anyway, we'll leave all that alone. But here's the thing. God not only wants us to have great work in ministry to fulfill our calling, our purpose, but He also considers our desires and the things that, we, that are good for us. The problem is, is a lot of times we get our desires above what God's call is. But if we'll put God's call, His plan, His purposes there, then the other things will fall into place. And you know what? We'll have the joy of life within all that. That's, what, that's what's cool. Is If it doesn't come immediately, that big deer picture, I've shot deer, but that, big, that one that, that, that I've got in my mind... He walks in my woods. He, he eats on my pastures, my fields, my thing. He's there. But he, and my feeder, yeah. He's, but he's not, he's not in on my wall yet. But see, I'm going to trust God throughout that. But you know what? I'm still at peace. I've hunted, a, I've hunted quite a few days. But you know, there's a whole lot of days I drag my bag to that walk, that half a mile. I'm, I've been walking. I have been exercising. I'm walking to my deer stand. But I carry my bag with my heavy Bible and my notepad, sometimes my laptop, so that when I'm there, I'm able to do the work of the ministry. There's probably been times I've missed the deer because I was sitting down. Somebody asked me that. So what happens when you're looking down here and the deer walks by? Well, that's probably happened. But you know what? I'm at peace with those things not coming because those things, they're a desire, but they're not a driving force in my life. They, have, they, they don't hold a candle to other things that we put in higher priority. But that'll come in time. That'll come in time. And, and when it does, it'll be, it'll be wonderful, but it won't be as wonderful as you know, this, this past week of, of somebody you know, contacting me that, that gave their heart to the Lord. 
that heard the word, heard the gospel, and said, you know what? I, I believe in God, but I've never truly made Him Lord. I've never prayed that prayer. And, and when they acknowledge that and make that, make that decision, that's, worth, that's, that's more, than, worth it, more than any of the other things. But we have to have an image of God. Look at verse, uh, the rest of this verse. It says to carry out His purpose and to do and, and do super abundantly. So God is, is wor at work in us, the action of His power at work in us, able to carry out His purpose and do it super abundantly. To do uh, super abundantly far above, over, over, far over and above all that we dare ask or think. Above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. Now see, you can read that verse and you can just focus on that last part. God, I want all my desires, my thoughts, my hopes, and my dreams. I mean, I got some big dreams. I got some big goals. I got some big hopes. I got some big thoughts. And God says He'll do more than that. But He doesn't do more than that without all that above. And that's why I think it's neat that the Amplified kind of flips that verse around because when you read that out of the other translations, it says that according to the working of His mighty power at the end of the verse. See, we get all excited about it. In fact, let's, let's read it out of the... I'm going to read it out of the King James. It says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. See, we read that verse that way. And the first thing we're thinking about is, whoo, yeah, God's able to do exceedingly abundantly a lot. No limits, not like 2020. You can't do this, you can't do this, you got to stay, you know, okay, I'm going to leave all that alone. Limits to this is, this is the picture, and I, I look at that and I go, whoo, that's good, that's what I want. But then he gets down to above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So he puts that qualifier on there. See, see, that's where people, sometimes Christians get in trouble. They take part of a scripture and they say, that's what I want because it gets me what I want. <laughs> and what is that? That's flesh-driven. That's, that's selfish. That's, that's all of those things. But yet when you flip-flop that and you, and you emphasize first, God, I want it to be according to the power that's working in me. I want it according to the Spirit of God that's on, on, on the inside of me as a believer. I want it according to your, the purpose of your will. Your purpose, your plan, that's the way I want it. I want it exceedingly abundantly, but you know what? It's exceedingly abundantly, how it comes when it comes according to God and what's working on the inside of us is we can handle it. You know, sometimes we're praying, we're working, we're setting goals, we're getting dreams, we're getting all these things out there. And, and you, know, you know, God doesn't have a problem with us desiring something like the big deer. But if... But, uh, but if I go hunting every Sunday morning instead of, going, instead of hearing the Word and being at church and fellowshipping, which is what God desires. Now, can you never skip church and go, I thought about it really early this morning. I, I really thought about hunting. <laughs> I mean, I did. I woke up at 5 o'clock like I've been doing the last three mornings. And, and I thought, you know what? I can go down there and I can, I, I can take my Bible. I can meet with God. I'm having a little bit of fun with that, but, you know, I could have done that, and I could have gotten to church. 
But you know what? I needed to be where God wanted me to be. And so I didn't want what I wanted above what I what God wanted for me. And so I put those things in the right perspective and I allowed God to be at work in those things. See, I, I, sometimes we get the blessing. I went a lot of years with no good hunting. We finally got good hunting. See, I, th those are desires, but it took a while to get them. Now that we have them, and see, your, your desire may be that you want the, the ability to afford to play golf. It may be that you want the ability to, to have a boat. It may be the thing that you, you, you have a, a hobby. It may be that your job, that you get things paid off, that you have time. Well, here's, here's the thing. God has no problem with you having any of those things. But if they're out of, out of order, then those things will come in above the things of God and will miss carrying out His plan and His purpose. And see, that's, that's where when we set goals, when we look into this year, we need to first thing say, God, how can I grow in you so that you can bless me abundantly and it doesn't mess me up. It, it doesn't get my life out of order. It keeps me on track. It keeps me being a good steward of all that you've given me. Man, what a, what a balance. See, I believe God does exceedingly abundantly, and I believe God does miracles and super things and, and amazing things, but I also know that God wants us in a place of contentment and a place of faith, and He's got, a, he's got an ability to see how all those things are going to interwork. See, we want, to, we want to believe God for those things, but, they, but we also want to do it within what he's, how He's working in us. See, according to the power that works in us, there's a lot of different ways that, that God demonstrates how the, the power of God works in us. Uh, I, I want us to turn to, well, I want to de define super. Uh, I, I wrote this definition down. Super abundantly. Super is a high-grade quality, very large and powerful, exhibiting the characteristics of its type to an extreme or excessive degree. That's what that talking about, super abundantly, how, that, how, how God sees that. He can do those things in an awesome way. Look at Romans chapter uh, 8, uh, 32. We'll just stay in the Amplified, but Romans 8. You can read it out of yours as well. It'll, it'll be there. Uh, it'll be very similar. I love this. It says, What then shall we say to all this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe if God is on our side? I'm sorry, I read verse 31. But it's good too. But verse 32, he says, He who did not withhold or spare even his own son, but gave him up for us, will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? See, that, that's, the, that's the reason I can trust God. That's the reason I, I, we, we should put our faith and our trust and our hope in God is that through Him, through God, He gave us graciously not only eternal life, but all other things that we have need of. He, he put gave, made, and made available to us all those other things. So how do we receive those things? How do we walk in those things? And, and that's according, that's that, the, the working of His power in us. 2 Peter 1.3 says that we can obtain all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. So I want all those things working for me, the, the life and godliness, 
the ability to walk in the exceedingly abundantly, the ability to have all things, and they're all tied into our relationship with Jesus Christ and putting Him first, walking and growing in Him. You see, see, they're, they're, they're just those things that just flow together. When we walk with Him and we entrust our life to Him and we desire to, to pursue Him, then He begins to bless our, our lives and, and grow us and increase us in ways that we couldn't even ask, think, or imagine, above what we could ask, think, or imagine. But it'll always be good. Because I don't know about you, but I've, I've uh, what's, what's the statement? Um, you don't want to be climbing the ladder of success and get to the top and realize it's leaning on the wrong building. You see, when we, when we plan and dream and goal and plan do goals and all those things, I, I think that's a wonderful thing. But we need to ask ourselves, God, what do you say? What do you want? See, if we put our first goal, you know, uh, you know, what's, uh, you know what should be above exercise? Prayer time. And, and you, you want to you know how God works. Do you want time? I say so time. Because God reproduces things after its own kind. See, I, I remember when I was younger, uh, I remember when Sue didn't want to really stop at four kids. I mean, she wanted to have more kids. And I was like, how, how can I not only not afford it, how can I give more time? How can I still be a good dad? How, do I, how would I do that? Now, if we'd have had more, I'd have figured it out. And you who have more kids, I mean, you know, it, it just a, becomes a everybody helping everybody thing. But, but how would I do that? I, I, that was the struggle for me because, um, because my life w w was, was time. It gets that way now, too. But time. But what do I do? I sow time. See, some of you, I know that would be your, one of your greatest desires is that you had time to do some of the things that you love to do. Well, maybe what you do is you commit time to God and see how He multiplies that back to you. You know, give God that time at church, at prayer time, at study, whatever, however, however that looks. Volunteering, doing, doing those things. Some of you do a lot already. But, but do it with purpose and say, God, here, I'm offering to you, not, not out of a reward system. I'm not going to earn your goodness because I'm, after all, God, I'm praying. You know, I, I, I did say that this morning uh, as I was thinking about, God, I'm, I'm, I'm really being a good pastor this morning. You know, you should really bless me with that deer. No, I didn't seriously have that thought. But I have had thoughts like that in the past where I've said, you know, God, I'm, I'm doing a good job. You, you ought to reward me. Now, we just pursue. Here's the thing. We make that pursuit in God, and He will reward you. What's, the, what's the Hebrews eleven six? 6? Uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God because we've got to believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. But He says, we got to believe that He is and that He's a rewarder. He is a rewarder. But you know what? He's not rewarding. He's not lumping stuff on us that's not going to be healthy and good for us. He wants us to, to be able to enjoy those things after He blesses us with it. So, looking at those things, let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I, I, I want to get to this before we wrap this up. But 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I'm probably going to the... Regular, yeah, I'm going to use my NIV. First uh, Corinthians chapter two. You know, 
one of the things that's working in us and, and one of the ways that we, the power of God works in and through us is that by us understanding what His desires and His plans are. In uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse, uh, verse 7, We do not, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not, but not the wisdom of this age. Or we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden and that God designed for our glory and before the time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would have, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. See, he's saying, I, I'm, I'm going to give you the wisdom of God and, and what's been a mystery is going to be revealed. And when, when Paul was teaching this to the people at Corinth, they were valuing intellectual knowledge. They were val, val, valuing the things that they could understand, the things of this age. But he's saying, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring the things that were hidden and, and make them revealed. He goes on there and says in verse 9, However it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things of God has prepared for those who love Him. So in other words, God prepared for those who love Him to be able to see what nobody else can see. See, they'd been, when, when Jesus came, they should have seen this. It should have been clear. But see, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. They wouldn't have brought, taken Jesus to the cross had they understood, had it been revealed, had they been able to see it. But yet most of them couldn't even see it when Jesus was standing right there in front of them. It was hidden. So what I pursue when I plan goals and, and look down the road or, or look at what God, what do you have for me, is I say, God, you reveal your plan, your purpose, your will to me. Just like you, it, it states here that he'll, the things that are mysterious, the things I don't know about, or the things that I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about, he'll give us the ability to have some anticipation. Y'all seen that? Uh, I, I hate to brag on an OU quarterback, uh, but, uh, but there's a, a Tyler Murray. You know, he was an OU quarterback, and he's really good, and I'm just messing, having a little fun there with the OU thing. But he was in that commercial with Tim Tebow, and he's, he's anticipating everything. Y'all seen that commercial where he's driving along there and, and Tim starts to say something and he just, he, he, he anticipates it. He, he says it beforehand. See, that's what I think God can do when we're in tune with Him and we're praying about our coming year. It's amazing how many times God, God just, He doesn't make it completely clear, but He sets me up to be ahead of where I need to be. The more in tune we are with Him, He'll anticipate He'll have us saving money. Or he'll have us buy something, or he'll have us sell something, or he'll have us do something. And 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 where ministry's concerned, there's times where we're preparing and people are going, why we, you know what? And then bam, all, all this happens. I, I remember these different times where things like that have happened. And so we we try to anticipate. That's a little bit about what he's talking about. Look at verse 10. It says, These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. Now, this is talking about obviously the salvation but it applies to us seeing other things that God would, would show us. It says, The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. 
So when we go to plan, we want to know what God is, is, has for us, what God's desire is for us. What is, what are you, how are you seeing 21? We ought to be asking God, God, you show me, and where is He going to show us? But, or how do we connect with that through the Spirit of God? So part of our growth needs to end, and, our, uh, and the importance of our setting goals is to spend time with God so that we're in tune with Him so that we can hear His voice. So that we can sense His leading. So we can be, learn to be sensitive to know when He's nudging us to, hey, you ought to, you ought to do this, you ought to do that. You ought to make this shift. You ought to, you ought to do it. When, when we begin to plan, we're following those things and following the Spirit of God. He says, the Spirit of God within him in the same way no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. In verse 12, he says, what, what we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in the word, words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. So in other words, the, the, the Spirit of God is showing us as we read the Word of God, as we study, as we write things down, He's leading and guiding us and, and, and helping us to see how it all fits together. If we'll trust the Spirit of God, learn to grow in that. And see, that's not something we just decide, okay, I just think I'll, you know, it's not, it's not like you pick up the phone and say, you know, I had somebody texting me at, at uh, messaging me at, at uh, when I woke up at 6.30 this morning. Um, I was up earlier, but I mean, I was still in bed. I got up, the first time I looked at my phone was 6.30 this morning, and there was somebody asking about how to lead somebody to Christ. I thought, that's awesome. So I went through a deal of, you know, figuring out how to get, you know, give that, get that information there. And they're clear over in another state way off somewhere and, and had an opportunity to share Christ. And I thought, wow, what a great way to start my Sunday morning to share the gospel, how to, how to somebody to receive Christ. But see, we need to allow the Spirit of God to speak into that situation exactly what, what is needed because only the Spirit of God can lead somebody to salvation. So as we begin to... to uh, to discern those things, we need, to, we need to ask ourselves, God, what are you teaching us? So I went to uh, different uh, things that would help to give them words. And within those words, the Spirit of God will form, and, and as we're trusting Him, He'll give us exactly what to say. You, you, ever, you ever have those times where you're in a conversation and you, you're like grasping the opportunities there to share Christ or to, or to pray with somebody or just to encourage somebody and, and you're asking yourself, okay, what do, I, what do I say here? And then a thought pops in your head. That's the Spirit of God giving you direction. You, you, ever, you ever been in a situation not knowing how to respond? Maybe it's a kid, maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a co-worker, maybe it's a family member, whatever, and, and all of a sudden you don't know what to say and, and, the, and the, something pops into our head? Something gives you, well, that's coming from the Spirit of God giving us that direction. Well, that same way, when we go to plan our, our year, maybe what we need to do, and I'll, I'll, I'll wrap this up with this, but maybe, maybe what we need to do is write down all of those goals 
or all the ideas or things that we'd like to see, all the desires, all the dreams, all the thoughts, all those things for what you would like to see as 21, and then set it before God and say, God, now you instruct me on what, it, what, what is to, and what this is supposed to look like. You lead me, you guide me, and you direct me. <clears throat> you know, uh, as I... As I close this, I'm not, I'm not going to go any... In, oh, I got some more there, but I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. Because if I get into that, we'll be here another while. So we won't, we'll, we'll save that. Maybe that'll come out next week. But how many of you can shut the door on the limits of 2020 and look into 21 with an expectation of God doing something bigger, God doing something better? Now see, there's a lot of things in the natural that say that that can't be. A lot of things in the natural say, well, I, I can see that if. If this business picks back up, if this income is restored, if this deal, if that government, if that deal, if whatever happens, happens. And, but, but see, I want us to look at things from where God's perspective is. And, I, and, and if we look unto God with an expectation of God, you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above what, what I ask or th can I even ask, think, or imagine, what I dream. And he didn't say, only if it's better than 2020. He didn't say, only if this or that happens. What I didn't get to was Isaiah 43, where God said he makes roadways in the wilderness and streams in the desert. He's not limited. So I challenge you, don't get crazy. I'm not saying just go do something totally goofy off the wall. But I'm also saying don't set, set the limitations so small that you can't, that, that, that you wouldn't even know if it happened or not. Set an expectation along with God. You may want a job change. You may say, well, no jobs. Or you may say, my God can supply all my need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He can make roadways in the desert. He can make business where there is no business. He can make new business where an old, an old one dried up. He can make a, a, a way where there is no way. But see, we don't need to go, go crazy. We just need to get a God mindset. We need to have a, a God mindset say, Okay, God, your word says... And then base that goal, that dream, that forward thinking according to that. So let's let's just close in in, in prayer and because I just gotta quit. Father God, we come before you and and we just thank you and we praise you that Lord, I just I just I just praise you for this Christmas season and and the opportunity to celebrate Christ. And I thank you, Father God, that Jesus came into this world. God sent his only son because he loved us that much because there was a barrier between God and man. And that was sin. But God, you came, you sent your son to, to pay the price, the wage for our sin. That you, you paid that price, you made that way that all who call upon the name of the Lord can be saved. That Lord God, we thank and we praise you for that. That's our, that's our celebration. And then, Lord God, if, we, if we'll be, believe in our heart that Jesus is, is who He says He is, that we'll call upon the name of the Lord, that we'll, we'll receive that forgiveness.
of our sin that we can be saved. And Lord, we can be the children of God that you, that you talk about in your word. So Lord, I just pray if there is anybody who has not made that decision, that they'd make that decision today. And Father, I thank and praise you that, that we can look into this upcoming year not with expectations from any external source, but with expectations according to the power of God that works in us, that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And Lord, I just pray that you would, you would uh, instill in each of us a confidence to know that you're, making, you're providing. Lord, for those who have lost jobs, I pray, Lord God, that you bring in a supply and an income from, from even unexpected sources. Lord, you make a way where there is no way. Lord, I pray for, for those who have, have had uh, uh, things that are, are very devastating in their lives. I pray that there would be just the, the restoration that comes through that relationship with you. And Lord, I pray that we just all have a, uh, an ability to have the strength of God to, to look on this new year and, and move forward in you. And Father, I just thank you. Uh, that we'll, we'll do it with, uh, with a confidence in, in what your covenant promises are, are for us, that we'll be, have the strength to walk in health, that we'll have the, the capacity to, to launch out and to do the things that, you, that you've called us to do, and that we'll be able to receive every piece of every, and every part and every help and every person and every opportunity that you, that you would need, that we would need in order to accomplish your purpose, your plan for our lives. And Father, we just thank you for it. And we just ask that you'd help us to see you bigger and greater in Jesus' name. Amen.